All right. Uh, let me tell you about uh, Good Ranchers. First, let me start with the news I told you about yesterday. In the Netherlands, they are closing down uh, and the country is just buying all of these ranches. Uh, and I think the Netherlands is the second one or two on meat exports for Europe. And they're just shutting them down because, you know, nitrate. This is nuts, and the world is going to starve, and it's coming here. We have to support our ranchers. Good Ranchers is a way for you to buy the highest quality meat from America on American ranchers. Keep supporting them while getting great meat from America and getting it at a good price. GoodRanchers.com. Find the perfect box for you or a loved one for the holiday. With a curated selection of hand-trimmed meat and seafood, give the best meal in America from America while supporting U.S. farms, local farms. And you get $35 off your essential gift with the promo code GLEN. So go to GoodRanchers.com. Promo code GLEN. GoodRanchers.com. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Yesterday, the New York Times had a little get together and guess who showed up? At least virtually, it was uh, Bankman Freed. You know, the guy from um, um, uh, from FTX that, you know, just lost about $10 billion for investors. Ken Lay, Enron, all of that. Those guys were in jail within 24 hours. This guy, is still in the Bahamas, and he's doing an interview uh, for a very special, well-promoted interview with the New York Times. Hmm. Let me explain what I think happened yesterday in a way that nobody else will tell you. Give that to you in 60 seconds. First, let me tell you about LifeLock. It's no secret that cybercrime is pretty scummy in general. Great example of that is how often elderly people are targeted, whether it's for Medicare coverage, online shopping, tech support, charities, all kinds of stuff, because the elderly are not necessarily, they're too trusting. They don't understand all of this uh, right now because their world was completely different and may I say, much better. Anyway, it's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft affect all of our lives. It's going to happen to you at some point. Now, the question is, are you going to protect yourself? And what do you do if you haven't protected yourself to get your reputation, your money, your your identity back? I would suggest protecting yourself. Uh, if you just 
have somebody else watch over this and somebody else who's really trusted and really good the best on viruses is norton well they have partnered with lifelock now it's lifelock by norton so you know who is doing it they're really trusted people and nobody can prevent all identity theft but they watch for it they'll alert you if something slips through they've got the team there to help clean everything up 25 percent off your first year with uh, promo code beck call 1-800-LIFELOCK 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com use the promo code beck so Stu, um yesterday i kind of had a bad day i had a bad day I yeah would, i would i would say that you're doing okay yeah, I'm doing fine. Um, but I would say that was a bad day. Sure. Yes, I would agree. But that bad day didn't include me losing <laughs> ten no. billion dollars for other people. No, you didn't yeah. lose any billions of dollars no, for other I didn't. people that no. day. No, because I, I don't know if I would describe that as having a bad month. You know, I had a bad month. Mm-hmm. Lost thirty billion dollars. Right. Ten billion in other people's money. Right. Yeah. That's a I, really bad month. That's a bad month. I think it's above a bad month. Mm-hmm. But that is the way uh, that Bankman Freed started the interview yesterday with the New York Times. He apologized and said, I've just had, I mean, here, let me pl- let me actually play it for you. Um, let's play uh, cut 11, please. I mean, look, I, I've had a bad month. Um, this has not been any fun for me, but that's, a real that's laugh, not what matters here. Like, what matters here is the millions of customers. What matters here okay. is all the Stop. State- I want to come back to that part of it at the end. Put a pin in that. But let's start with what he said. I, I just didn't know. Cut nine, please. Was there commingling of funds? That's what it appears like. It appears like there's a, a, a genuine commingling of the funds that are of FTX customers that were not supposed to be commingled with your separate firm. I ain't knowingly commingle funds. And again, one piece of this, you have the margin trading. You have you know customers borrowing from each other. Alameda is one of those. I was frankly surprised by how big Alameda's position was, which points to another failure of oversight on my part. Um, and uh, failure to appoint someone to be chiefly in charge of that. Uh, but uh, I wasn't trying to commingle funds. Oh, okay. Well, there's all kinds of evidence that uh, Al- Almeida, which was the hedge fund, and FTX shared an account with their banking partner. So, <laughs> I mean, you're sharing an account at Silvergate. Uh, so not sure how you, you square that circle or, you know, you weren't aware, but what he's saying here basically is I wasn't, I wasn't aware of it. That's his girlfriend that's running it. So in other words, Hey, I'm, I I didn't look at her. His girlfriend is running it. He appointed her and he's still the owner of Alameda. Right. He's, he still owns the, you know, that's kind of a big part of it. And uh, his incompetence Mm -hmm. uh, slash fraudulent activities are what what, what Uh, we're talking about. uh, Yeah. Right. He's, I, I wasn't running that and I didn't get involved because I was nervous about the conflict of interest. If I were too involved in that, you got the same bank account, dude, you have the same bank account. All right, so let's go to cut uh, 10. I personally don't think I have criminal liability. How concerned are you about criminal liability at this point? So I don't think that, I mean, obviously, I don't, I don't personally think that I have, uh, you know, 
criminal like, liability? I, I think the real answer is that's not, it sounds weird to say, but, but it, I think the real answer is that's not what I'm focusing on. Mm. Um, what are you it's, focusing on? Yeah. Uh, there's going to be a time and a place for me to sort of think about myself and my own future, but I don't think this is it. Oh. So, dude, did you commit any crimes? Look, I, I don't think so, but it's not the time or place to think about me. Uh, you can think about me later. What I'm concerned about are all of the people who have lost their money. <laughs> what an amazing answer. And, and wow. I guess that's the best answer you can give in this moment other yeah. than the correct answer, which is don't do the interview. That's the no- the first thing is so stay away. Correct. Mm-hmm. So you don't do an interview like this. Uh, Stu, how many interviews uh, in the, the course of my career have I been asked to do and everyone clearly said, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You do not want to do it. This sounds familiar. Okay. Like we've had that conversation a thousand a times. A thousand mm-hmm. times. Now. And to, to be clear, you have not lost $10 billion for investors correct. at any point. Correct. <laughs> and never done anything wrong. <laughs> Knowingly. Um, so, uh, however... People used to say that watched me when I was on Bill O'Reilly. Why do you continually go on his program? He kills you. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that never was ever discussed except for the first time I went on Bill O'Reilly. Right. Bill is going to, uh, you know, he's a wild card. You don't know what's going to happen. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Why did I always not listen to that advice on Bill O'Reilly? Uh, well, I mean, I think you guys actually had a good relationship. We and, had a good relationship. And he would push you on things, but you knew it was coming from a good place. Exactly. He said to me at one point, look, if I think you're wrong, I'm going to tell you you're wrong. If I think you're out of line, I'm going to tell you you're out of line. But most of the stuff that you do... I don't think you're out of line. I may not agree with your conclusions, but I don't think it's out of line. It's a good question. So, Glenn, come on my show. I will ask you the hard questions, but it won't be a setup. I'm mm-hmm. not trying to destroy you. Right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So why would Sam go on, freed, yeah. Yeah, go on with the New York Times against all advice? Because he knew he was walking into a friendly room. They're going to ask you tough questions. We're going we're gonna to ask you tough questions. Uh-huh. But he knew it would not be a lynching. He knew that there were friends at the New York Times. And he could ask and then answer, this is not the time to think about me. It's not the time. I mean, my question is, why aren't you in jail, dude? What makes you different from Ken Lay? What makes you different from Enron? What makes you different than Bernie Madoff? He then appeals to the people of the audience. I care about the people who lost their money, and I'm sure there's people in your audience that have lost money. And they laugh. 
and they laugh. Wow, somebody who lost $10 billion of investors' money, and he shows up and people are like, oh, that crazy kid. This is a whitewashing. This is, this is money laundering, except it's reputation laundering. They are just laundering him here. Mm, that's interesting. I mean, look, I think everybody wants this interview. Right. Like this mm-hmm. is it's not like people are resisting talking to this guy right now. I think, Correct. you know, so but he's selecting who he's going. He's also going on with uh, George Stephanopoulos, apparently. Oh, George Stephanopoulos, yes, which is interesting, oh. kind of, I think, supports your your, yeah. your thesis there. Uh huh. Right. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not surprised that The New York Times would take the interview or offer the interview. I'm sure every mainstream like financial journalist has offered this interview. He's selecting where he's going, though. Right. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know. We were in that room, weren't we, Glenn? The, this, yes, the, yes, yes. I can't remember what event we did there. We did something there. I remember doing it. And mm-hmm. it's an impressive, impressive room, right? Like oh, at the New yeah. York Times. It's like an incredible place yeah. for one of these things. Yeah. We did, just to piss them off, we did an event for The Blaze when we first launched in that same room. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. what it was. That's yeah, right. It was, the launch, That's right. it was the launch announcement of The Blaze. That's right. Uh, and uh, it was it was pretty sweet. It, it was I pretty mean, sweet. And we walked into the New York Times and everybody's like, good Lord, what are these people doing here? <laughs> they were just hoping that it was yeah. some arrest yeah. announcement. Don't worry. We're just doing an exorcism. Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but it, it's it's you're right. I mean, it, it's like I mean, I watched a good chunk of this interview. It was over an hour. And apparently he did almost two hours with George Stephanopoulos. That's coming out partially today. Hmm. Another guy. Who's not going to really press on. So how much money were you giving to the Democratic Party? Yeah, because that's, you know, that I don't uh-huh. I didn't hear one question about that from the Times. Mm-hmm. Not, See, that that's where they're that's where they're washing all of this. Yeah, there's this. Just idea. make sure that he's not tied to any of that. Let's not get into any of how much money was going to the people who are now going to keep him out of jail Let's make sure we don't ask those questions. Yeah, see, there's there's two ways this can go, I think. One way is the way you're talking about where they will protect him. And I think there's a real argument to be made that that's, that's the way it goes. I think it's maybe the most likely mm-hmm. way it goes, that he will mm-hmm. be protected because of all the money that he was giving to Democrats. The only There is that part, though, where this does cause problems for Democrats, right? Like, it, it does expose them, you know, like... You don't want pictures of you when you're running for re-election with Bernie Madoff, with your arm around him, and 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 like these sorts of problems are going to be real for Democrats going forward. But you don't have Bernie Madoff here. You don't have a mainstream press making him in to Ken Lay or Bernie Madoff. I don't know that he. This is really bad. I mean, you might oh, be right, yeah. but it's going to be hard to whitewash this guy. You, you remember to, what it was yeah. like with Bernie Madoff? They how they just oh yeah hounded him all the time. Have you seen Have you seen him being hounded in his Bahamas uh, home? Have you seen that? No. Have you seen the gaggle of no, no? I haven't either. No, though I, he, you know, Bernie Madoff was walking down the streets of New York when the footage was uh, taken. This guy I is know, not. But they were also staked out in front of his house. They yeah. never oh, yeah. let these guys rest. Because they were on a mission to make sure they showed how evil these people it's were. It's true. They're not on that mission. So the pe- the people who are average people are not hearing the yeah. Sam uh, Bankman uh, Freed jokes. 
You yeah, know? that's true. You know, it's interesting. They they don't seem to be on a mission. They seem to like they're the tone of the coverage. And I've watched well, a lot are, of it. They is, are on a mission. But yeah, that's a different story. It's like a, the, the way the tone of it is like we we need to understand. Yeah, almost like we need to understand because this guy who we all said was so great may have done a couple things wrong. So let's come up with a reason to or let's let him explain. Give him an uh, ample opportunity to explain why this reason wasn't. That he wanted a private jet and a, and a $30 million apartment in the Bahamas. Imagine that I lost $10 million of people's uh, investment and I was co-mingling funds. Right, right. And it was an honest error. $10 million, oh. not billion. Right. They would slaughter me. They'd be all over the place. Slaughter They'd have me. people parked outside these windows right now. Abs- absolutely, they would. Mm-hmm. They are on a mission. Mm. And one of the missions, to me, there are... Two reasons. He's doing interviews where he knows he won't be pushed on the tough questions. Keep this away from everyone else. Contain this. Okay? Mm-hmm. So he's looking like a really good guy. Look, I'm just trying to help out. I, I, I just believe in giving all this money away, and it just got out of hand, but I wasn't part of it. And don't ask any questions about Democrats. Don't ask any questions why all of a sudden everything is different with this guy than Ken Lay or Enron. Um, and they want to contain it. But the second thing they need to do is make sure America learns the lesson about how bad these unregulated markets really are. I mean, it is so dangerous. We can't just have this cryptocurrency out there. We need a central cryptocurrency. That's what he was for. He was leading the band on saying, we got to These people are out of control. We got to regulate all of this. Hmm. He was a major force in that. So they need to tell the story that cryptocurrency is bad, 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 bad. That's why we need a Fed coin. And by the way, we weren't in league with him on that or anything else. No, no, no. We, the media, the, the, the politicians, the Democrats. No, 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 no. I, what money? He gave us money. What? That's what's happening. Hmm. That's what's happening. Um, back in just a second. Let me tell you about Terry wrote in about her dog's experiences with Rough Greens. She says, my two dogs have been on Rough Greens now for four months. I no longer need to give an allergy pill to my dog. She needed that all the time. I even stopped a probiotic that I was using for them because Rough Greens already has the probiotic. Her fur smells so much better. uh, And uh, the other dog, who wasn't eating much at all, now has a great appetite. Rough Greens has already paid for itself. Thank you. Terry, thank you. Rough Greens, not a dog food. It's a supplement that you sprinkle on the food. And the dogs love it. Meanwhile, they're getting all the vitamins, minerals, probiotics, everything that they need for a healthy life. So, Rough Greens. They are so confident your dog's going to love it. They want to send you the first trial bag for free just to make sure. They don't want you out of any money if your dog doesn't like it. But most dogs love this stuff. Roughgreens.com. You get the first little trial bag for free. Uh, it uh, You just pay for the shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Call 833-GLEN-33. Do it now. 10 seconds. Station ID.
interesting. The question about Sam Bankman-Fried here, as you compare it to Enron, I think is interesting. Because Enron, people just categorize as this big fraud that collapsed. But if you go back and you look at that story, there were three main characters in that story. Mm-hmm. Ken Lay, mm-hmm. Jeffrey Skilling, and Andrew Fastow. And they all were three different slices of this fraud, different levels of it. Ken Lay largely was a figurehead of that company. He was schmoozing with presidents. Right. He was seeing, uh, you know, big, important people, talking generally about concepts. Was he really looking at the books every day? I don't think so at all. I don't think so either. I think he was, oh, he was seen as the head, and he was the, he was the CEO. He's still responsible because you're signing off on everything. Right. So, right. so he was still know, responsible. there. Yeah. Exactly. He... Sam Bankman-Fried is trying to tell everybody he's Ken Lay. Correct. I, you know, I was there. I was talking to all the politicians. I wasn't paying attention to every little thing. I can't. The next level of that was Jeffrey Skilling, who was operational. He was actually the CEO, I think, at the time. It's been a while since I read that book. But it's, you know, he was the guy who was, he was the guy who realized there were problems in the company mm-hmm. and believed he was so smart and could beat, could, uh, mm-hmm. could beat the system and believed, hey, we have problems. We could piece it back together. This is going to be okay. And was willing to to, to do some Skirt things over some the lines. Things. Yeah. But was like legitimately trying to keep this company and not together. trying to enrich himself by doing it. Yeah, it was more about, he was much more Hold concerned with showing how smart he was and how he had developed yeah. all these new things. And, you know, he was a brilliant guy, uh, but he went to jail for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. The third level of this is Andrew Fastow, who operationally was going out and actually doing what I view as blatantly illegal things, knowingly setting up fraudulent companies. Skilling was more like, look, whatever we got to do to get through the next month, just just get that done. And then not necessarily involved in every little step of it. Mm-hmm. Fastow was the guy executing a lot of that, in my opinion. So you look at those three levels. It's the question of which one is Sam Bankman-Fried. Is he Ken Lay? Is he Jeffrey Skilling? Is he Andrew Fastow? But see, what they're not doing is comparing him to an Enron. No. So, because if you compare, you realize all three of those guys went to jail. Yeah, but you know who who had the lightest touch from the law? Was Andrew Fastow. The guy, the guy who I view as doing the most damage and doing the most illegal things because he came out and he went to the press and he said, you know who's really bad? Ken Lay and Jeffrey Skilling. Those guys. You know, it's a totally... Wow. There's, there's a, certainly a, a, someone's looking for a path out of this. That's certainly the yeah. truth. Yeah. That's weird because that's kind of the message that we got yesterday mm. at the New York Times. I didn't do anything, you know... You really want to talk to my girlfriend, probably. <laughs> the Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, org. So when all the chips are down, and they could be down before too long, the way things are going, are you ready? Is your financial house in order? Uh, the Fed yesterday said they're going to raise the rates again in uh, December this month. It just started this December 1st. Uh, So they're going to raise the rates again. When they do that, the higher they raise rates, the more it hurts the spending in the economy for the average person. And it also raises the interest rate on your credit card debt. As things get more and more dicey, if they do, those credit card companies are going to look at you and others as a bigger risk. And so they'll raise that rate again. You will have an interest rate of 25% on your credit card. Easy. Please call American Financing. See how they can help you now. You own your home. 
Call American Financing now. You could save up to about $700 a month. That's on average. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Every morning, I look at my show prep, and it's about 60 stories. And then I narrow it to the few that can get on the air that we all have time for. And then from there, I narrow down what we have time to talk about. You need to read the 24 hours of work that I and my producers do every day to show prep for this show. Um, and you can get it for free. Just go to glenbeck.com, glenbeck.com, and sign up for my free daily email newsletter. Uh, some of the stories that you're going to find today. Um, one, Jerome Powell claims nobody expected inflation to get out of hand like this. Well, I don't know about him, but... I did. <laughs> Everybody I know that can do simple math did. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you. I, I mean, I hate to point out that you also had um, um, uh, the economic advisor for the White House under Obama. He did Clinton's economic. Two of them, by the way, on, yeah. under Obama, right? Larry Summers. Yep. Uh, Jason Furman. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. They both did. I mean, I just. I'm just saying there were some voices out there that said you can't print money like this and spend money like this. Yeah, the, the, also, the entire conservative movement. I know. <laughs> Over oh, no, multiple no, decades. For the Republicans in Congress. Did you hear what they mm-hmm. did yesterday? We welcome Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed. Oh, I love that show. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. Did you hear what they said yesterday? What McConnell said yesterday? Mm-hmm. No omnibus bill until we take control of the Senate. No, mm-hmm. no, it should be no, <laughs> no omnibus, omnibus bills, yes. period. period. That's it. When was <sighs> the last time we had an actual budget? 2008. Or two, 2008 or 2007, I can't remember. I think eight. Yeah, it's been mm-hmm. 14, 15 years, yeah. something like that. Yeah, imagine running your house that I mean, way. how can you possibly run, you know, the biggest economy on earth? Without a budget. For 15 years without a budget. That's you imagine, unreal. Can you imagine if General Motors or anybody, anyone who was was traded on the New York they Stock go Exchange, to jail. they said, yeah, we haven't done a budget in 15 years. Yeah. They'd be accused of fraud. And Absolutely. And probably of, would and, be involved in fraud. Gee, yeah, they probably would. I wonder where our money is going. By the way, so the reason why we have inflation is they spent too much money. They printed too much money. And we continue to spend too much money. NPR, NPR has freezed hiring and cut their budget because there's a sharp drop in sponsorship revenue. <gasps> but that's public radio and television we can't let that go to the wolves so we should get some more money from the government shouldn't we well i don't know they're pretty busy they just granted 75 million dollars to move three native american tribes away from the rising seas (laughs) what yes (laughs) yes away from the rising seas where are they located that they're near uh, there's the rising three native seas. american tribes okay they're on coastal areas and risk destruction you're going to know right where they are because they because. well because they're right there uh-huh. and and they protect all the salmon and the Native Americans protect Native salmon? Native Americans are protecting the salmon. and uh, <laughs> Is that their full-time job? or uh, I, I'm, well, I'm not mm. sure. Okay. I'm not sure. It might be mm. the calling. 
All right. Uh, that each of them get. Anyway, so they're being moved. They're up in Alaska. Um, also, Biden has announced that he wants taxpayers to pay for sex change operations on minors. I urge Congress to debate that. Go ahead. Mm. Pass it as law. He won't. He'll do mm-hmm. it through executive order. But now we're paying. Not only are we paying for abortions. We're all also yeah. now paying for the 15-year-old down the street to have their uh, penis lopped off. <laughs> now, nice, nice, nice thank you. That was so, nice. by the way, today's podcast coming out later today, haven't done it yet, uh, is, with a, is with a girl who bought into all this stuff, was transitioned to a boy, Mm. Now, a couple of years later, is like this was the biggest mistake of my life, uh, and yeah, cannot so have children anymore. So many uh, of those, and she wants to trans. Uh, she wants to go back, mm. detransition, detransition, and she really can't. So she's going to talk no, about these are all reversible, yeah, Glenn, completely reversible. Yeah. Well, she's yeah. going to be on the podcast. You'll get that tonight if you're a Blaze subscriber. Um, wow. Jeez, that so, is heartbreaking. Right. So we are. You know, we're pushing for it. But you know who else is pushing for it? And this might change where you shop. Walmart. Mm. Walmart, the Walton family, are funneling millions of dollars into LGBT activist causes, including drag shows for kids and other Uh, DEI programs. Sam would be Uh, spinning like a lathe in his grave right now. Yeah. These are like the third generation Waltons, right? Is that where we are now? No, I no. I think this is the this is the Alice Walton Foundation and Olivia Tom Walton, and I I'm not sure if that's third. I think those are might be, I might be. I don't I don't know. know. They've grown up a little bit differently than Sam did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This is why these people who make all this money and leave it in a foundation, (laughs) they they usually start out very conservative. Not all of them. But start out very conservative, and then their kids get it, and then mm-hmm. their grandkids get it, and before you know it, they are a force for evil. Because they did nothing mm. for that wealth, and so exactly they don't appreciate right. it. They don't appreciate it. And you can't, you can't, just because you raise the kids doesn't mean they're going to agree with everything that you That's believed sure. in. Right. Right, you know? Yeah. And you get a kid that, you know, if I died today, mm. I was just thinking about this, I'm not sure I would leave, like, the museum pieces that I have to my kids because my kids aren't driven like I am by the history. Yeah. I know Tim Barton, who's David Barton's son, who's, you know, what, 30. I know he is exactly the same. He wasn't Mm -hmm. 15 years ago, but he is now. And he's got, he's now on the same path his dad was on. I might leave it all to him. Because you can't be a good way to go. You can't do that and trust that your wealth is going to be used for good in these funds. And here's Walmart. And, you know, one of the reasons I like Walmart is because of Sam Walton. Yeah. Not anymore, guys. That's over. This is a good uh, argument to just blow all your money on parties and, and you know, trips and just things that. Oh, uh, you know, I'm doing just that. blow yeah, it yeah. all. Don't yeah. give it to your kids. Blow right, it all. Right. You right. know. Um, yep. By Spend the way, every dime, every dime, mm-hmm. uh, the EPA has quietly quadrupled the regulatory cost of carbon emissions on fossil <laughs> fuels. So it went from fifty one dollars per metric ton. Now, one hundred and ninety dollars 
uh, per metric ton. So that will be a new headache for the oil and gas industry. And you're going to start seeing that passed on to you. By the way, did you see did you see the figures that came out for the hurricane season, which ended yesterday? Uh, it's over. Uh, there were 14 named mm-hmm. storms. There's usually 14 named storms. So how that's up 100% uh, if my math is right. No, your math isn't right. <laughs> no, you got the two zeros. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Right? You thank you. And there's it's a one right. 14. <laughs> now, there were, right. <laughs> there were eight hurricanes overall, they say. Uh, there's usually seven. So that's an incredibly extreme, outrageous increase mm-hmm. that shows that the frequency and intensity is just increasing exponentially. Mm. And then there were, they said, two major storms. I only know of one that made landfall, and that was the first one, Ian, mm-hmm. in Florida. The second one that made landfall on the other side of Florida was only a, a Category 1, and that's not a major storm, but they predicted three by my count, there was one. I mean, unless I missed a major hurricane somewhere along the way. Yeah. So again, but, but there's again, your one. There's your one. And you had the two zeros. What are zeros? Nothing. A hundred. So there's you must a have had a hundred percent. A hundred percent increase. Wow. It is, it is nuts. We are tubing our entire lifestyle. Yeah. It, it, I mean, people, I just don't think people, do they? Do people understand who you talk to every day who are just not, you know, news hounds or whatever? Do they understand that the American lifestyle, not just America and your freedoms, but the American lifestyle of being able to have money to do things, to be able to own land, own your own home, own your own stuff, that's gone soon. That's gone. A lot of it, I think, has to do with what you were talking about with the Waltons, right? Where there, as a society, we haven't gone through. We've gone through tough times, but like I, I'm reading that the uh, the that new book that's out. Uh, I think it's called Power Failure. It's the history of GE, and it goes mm-hmm. back to the very beginning, and all the way back with Edison in the 1800s. Yeah, I yeah. love it. Yeah, okay. I mean, this is right down your alley, uh, and it's interesting because they. Right up your alley, I guess is the rough phrase. Anyway, uh, I don't know why that sounded weird. Uh, So anyway, they go through this, and I think I can't remember the years, 1898 and 1907. There were multiple societal collapses in this period. Oh, yeah. Where like, Mm. you know, 20, 30% unemployment, uh, you know, real questions. But short periods of time. Yeah. Real questions, though, as if the country would survive. Like, J.P. Morgan is credited for coming in in 1907 and, like, bailing out the country from complete and utter collapse. Now, look, obviously, COVID was was a situation where, I mean, the entire entire country shut down for a period. Uh, 2008 was really, really ugly. Mm -hmm. But, like, it still feels different. It doesn't feel, I think, to people that we felt that level of pain because we're entire. I mean, they because just have, we don't they the, just, the federal yeah. government at that time, they had to be bailed out. You're exactly right. Bailed out a private individual yeah. by JP Morgan. Yeah. Yes. Bailed mm-hmm. the United States of America. <laughs> it's amazing. Out. Yeah. But the average person was not feeling that because the government wasn't paying for everything. Mm. Okay. Now we're going to feel the collapse, but we haven't felt any of this real pain because they've been cooking the books and pouring money out. Why aren't they stopping? If they're worried about inflation, why aren't they stopping spending? 
Why? Because that that's causing inflation. Obviously. Uh, well, they so, don't even admit that inflation's a problem. I know. Yeah. I know. It's transitory. I Pat. know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It really is a different world. And I think, like, mm. if you think of when there was no government organizations in the in this period back in the day, there would be real collapses, and then people would just be out. They wouldn't pay their they couldn't pay their mortgages. They would just be out on the streets. Yeah. And like, look, I, we can all look at this and say, hey, it's it's COVID happened, right? We spent six, eight, ten trillion dollars on just paying people to stay home. Mm-hmm. Certainly that period was softer on the average American than oh these gosh, periods yeah. were in the 1900s. All oh, by but a lot. You eventually pay the, the price, price for it. You, do. You, do, you can't do yep. this forever. Correct. You pay the price now in freedom as well as mm. economically down the road, but it becomes disconnected. You yeah. know, when we start to pay the price, I guarantee you they will start saying it's because of the do nothing Congress uh, from the Republicans. It's the Republic. And you will not tie it back to the trillions of dollars that were spent mm-hmm. that are that causing inflation have. that we didn't have. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. you, you don't get it. This is why the Federal Reserve, they were able to convince people eventually, because what the message was with the Federal Reserve, there won't be collapses like that. We'll be able to Mm. make sure that we balance it because people about every 10 to 20 years, there was a massive depression, but it usually would last 18 months and then it would sprout up again and go. So what's happened is we don't have those 10, 20 year depressions that last 18 months. Instead, we will have big recessions that will last two years. And then when it finally busts, it busts like the Great Depression mm. and what's coming. Mm. All right, back in just a second. Thanks, Pat, from Pat Gray Unleashed. Imagine what you could do if all of a sudden you were able to cut your phone bill down to a significant amount each month. Okay? Would that be great? You also get the peace of mind that comes with knowing that a portion of your bill is going to support conservative causes that you believe in. Well, that's Patriot Mobile. There are so many things in my life now that um, I was having a conversation with somebody yesterday about, you know, this, these things have to be a movement. This is, this is, I'm no longer spending my money uh, on really anything other than movements. We have got to put our money into places that are helping us, not hurting us. And I'm not saying lose money and I'm not saying get, you know, worse service. And some, sometimes I am just saying no service whatsoever. But when it comes to your phone bill, Patriot Mobile is there and we've got to stand together. It's part of a movement to save our nation. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Call their 100% U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Hey, by the way, uh, you know the Sam Brinton, the uh, gender fluid guy who's you know, dressing up as a woman and pretty much in charge of all of our nuclear you know, waste, waste mm-hmm. and everything. Really, it's good. 
you know, I just don't think we should ever have a bald guy in charge of our nuclear waste. It's kind of just like that's the canary in the coal mine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is he losing all of his hair? Yeah. Let's not listen to him. You know, I've heard a lot of takes on this story. <laughs> that one yeah. I have not heard. Okay, well, I just, that's a side mm-hmm. point. That's a side point. So he's supposed to be the best and everything else. And he wears dresses. Well, apparently uh, he was at the airport uh, and um, and he went to go get his suitcase and he picked up someone else's suitcase. Now, this is weird because he didn't have a suitcase that he had checked. So it's weird that you'd pick up somebody else's suitcase if you didn't check luggage. Yeah, but he was sure that it was his. It was his, right. It okay. was his. Mm-hmm. Even though he didn't check one, pack one, or anything else. No. Okay? Of course not. But he was sure it was his. Then he takes the luggage, and then he uh, kneels down, and he he sees the tag, and he rips it off mm. and destroys the tag. Now, this is all mm. on videotape, so they found who took the luggage for this poor woman who was like, where's my luggage? You lost my luggage. They're like, no, it, it, we just scanned it through. It's here. They went back through the tapes. They saw him do it. And he's like, oh, I'm, man, I'm, wow. Yeah. I thought that was mine. And yeah, he has it. And then he uh, takes all the clothing out of it and tries to claim that his clothing was in it and then goes on multiple trips with the same luggage. Uh, this doesn't sound so good, but a yeah. good guy to put in charge of our nuclear waste. Yeah, don't worry. He's been placed on leave, but he'll be back. This don't is worry. the Glenn Back Program. I want to talk to you about something that I just found out about, and uh, they came on as sponsors, and I think this is really important. It is uh, Jace Medical is the name of the company. You'll find them J-A-S-E medical.com. Um, if the supply chain breaks down, let's just say the railroad strike happens. Railroad strike happens. That's going to stop everything. You lose diesel fuel, which we're on the edge of doing that. You lose that for a week. Where is where's your medicine? Where's your medicine? You know that there's already a shortage on uh, all kinds of prescription drugs. And I'm, I'm talking about uh, simple ones like just antibiotics. Jace Case, that's the name of it, and Jace Medical makes it, and it will give you uh, all of the medicines that you might need in an emergency. It will give you uh, all of the antibiotics that you would need. You talk to a doctor and, you know, fill out the form and everything else. But Jace Medical is there in case there's a breakdown. Please do this before there is a breakdown. Go to jacemedical.com, use the offer code BEC10, and save 10%. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. 
Why is why is Apple? Why why was it even discussed that Apple might remove Twitter from its app store? Why? Well, we all know why. Big uh, tech is protecting the voice and the control that they have. And they're not they don't really care about freedom of speech. They don't care about, you know, real honest intellectual dialogue. Uh, and they certainly don't care about the country if they wouldn't at least talk about TikTok. TikTok is a Chinese operation that is verifiably doing really bad things to America and America's children. They don't seem to care about that. Well, there is one person in the government who is uh, not giving up on this, and he's an FCC commissioner. I've been in broad, I remember at 13 years old going to have to take my FCC test for my license. Uh, I've been doing this for 45 years. I've never really known the name of the FCC people because I've never seen them as anything other than an obstacle until this man. I know one name of the FCC commissioners in 45 years. You should too. This guy's changing everything. And I think he's getting increasingly feeling maybe alone. We'll talk to him in 60 seconds. While the days of clipping coupons may basically be behind you, the ways to save money are still changing and it's still very much a thing. You wanna save money when you're buying groceries, if you're out to dinner, when you're buying gas, those things will help you a lot. So I wanna talk to you about an amazing app. It is called Upside. I want you to not go to the app store. I want you to go to upside.com slash Beck because you're gonna get a special deal when you do, but download this app it's absolutely free they never sell any any of your information it will save you a ton of money on gas groceries dining out all you have to do is download it at upside.com slash beck use the promo code beck and you'll automatically get 25 cents or more back for every gallon on your first tank of gas and from there you just find the offer for whatever you're buying on upside Check in at the business, and when you pay, you get paid. Download the free Upside app now at Upside.com slash Beck. That's Upside.com slash Beck. So this guy is the guy, they, they, they call him the FCC's 5G crusader. He's a guy who cut all of the red tape and really pushed uh, for the high-speed networks to be built by private businesses um he is uh he is also uh the guy who is one of the big forces behind telehealth uh mainly um mainly for veterans uh and low-income americans to be able to get to doctors on their smartphones or tablets or any other connected device uh driving down the price and and driving up the access uh, to medicine all around the country and he also, uh, like Mike Rowe, and I believe in apprenticeships and everything else. This is a, I think this guy is a real warrior uh, for what we believe are American truths. His name is Brendan Carr. He is a commissioner with the FCC. Brendan, how are you, sir? Glenn, so good to join you. I really appreciate the chance to, to be with you. Big fan of everything you're doing. And listen, if you ever get in trouble 
at the FCC, if anyone files a profanity or indecency complaint against you, yeah. <clears throat> just don't mention you know me. It'll go right. a lot better. For It'll you. go a lot better. I know. There for you. Yeah. You and I never talked. That's your story going forward. <laughs> I know. I know. I know how this works. Anyway, I I wanted to uh, talk to you about two things. Let's start with tit- TikTok. Everybody in the tech industry seems to be against Twitter. Uh, I mean, it's crazy by letting people talk how they are being accused of destroying free speech. It's, it's an upside down world. But TikTok, nobody seems to want to do anything about this. I've read your letter. I've read your reports on this. TikTok is extraordinarily dangerous to Americans. Can you fill in why it's a danger and why everybody in America seems to be focused on Twitter, including the White House, and not TikTok? Well, it's quite amazing. And, you know, TikTok is an example of this. And as we may get into Apple as well, when your product is, you know, for better or worse, immensely popular with consumers, it's amazing what you can get away with. And I think Mm -hmm. TikTok is the prime example. It's popular with millions and millions of Americans, including young Americans. And they look at it and they think, well, that's just a fun platform for sharing videos and dance memes. And the reality is that's just the sheep's clothing. Underneath, it operates as very sophisticated surveillance technology, right? In the terms of service, they reserve the right to get your uh, biometrics, including face prints and voice prints, search and browsing history, keystroke patterns. Uh, the list goes on from there. And for years, they said, don't worry. This is stored outside of Beijing. Not a big deal, even though our parent company is ByteDance, is based in Beijing. And well, that's been revealed as nothing more than gaslighting. It turns out that according to internal communications, quote, everything is seen inside China. And that's a massive, massive problem. In fact, their um, COO was testifying in Congress a couple weeks ago and was asked point blank, uh, do you transfer U.S. user data to employees in Beijing who are themselves members of the CCP? And the COO said that she declined to answer that particular question. So that's troubling. There's also a new report that just came out that they had this Beijing-based operation that was attempting to surveil the location of specific Americans based on their usage of the TikTok application. And that's not to mention, obviously, the concerns that come from the content size, where Americans, including children as young as 10 years old, are being fed things like the blackout challenge that's literally convincing themselves, and some have done that and died as a result. So it's, it's a national security threat, and it's something that parents should be worried about as well. So explain to, because I've tried to explain this to my family, uh, you know, my kids are like, yeah, right, Dad, I got it. What is China going to do with my, you know, my face print and my information? Can you explain why that's dangerous? Yeah, it really is. And if you one way to think about it is there's a version of TikTok. TikTok itself isn't available in Beijing, but a version of it called Doyan, a sister app run by the parent company. And that application shows kids science experiments, museum yep. exhibits, educational material. And then again, here in the U.S., it's showing kids the blackout challenge. So that's that's where the real danger comes. But also, if you step back, what's really happening when you're using TikTok, every time you swipe or click or search, what you're doing is you're feeding, training, and improving China's artificial intelligence, their AI. And China has said, we want to dominate the world in AI by 2030. And they're going to use it for authoritarian purposes, for surveillance, for exporting um, their control. So even if you step back from your own self and your own kids, and even TikTok itself, 
the, the idea that we're sending this data and these clicks back to Beijing is improving their AI, and that's going to come around and bite us in ways that are, again, unrelated to TikTok itself. So we have Google doing the same thing. I mean, that's why Google was, was free, is uh, they wanted all that information to work on AI. Uh, so you're saying this is just a, a, another version of Google, if you will, that's here in America to be able to mine for all of that information. Yeah, you're right. You know, China has a fundamental flaw, both in their system of government, obviously, but it, it carries through to AI, which is they don't have feedback loops. They don't understand sort of Western free thinking. And so they need Americans to be on TikTok to be observing their usage of data in order to create their AI and make it a healthy uh, system. So the sooner we cut off data flows back to Beijing, the sooner their version of AI starts to atrophy and go down a separate path in which it's going to be a lot less successful. So I think we do need to look broadly. Uh, how do we stop training uh, China's artificial intelligence? But again, that's a piece of it. It's, it's used for surveillance. It can be used for blackmail. It can be used for foreign influence campaigns. And where things are right now is this is in the court of the Biden administration, the Treasury Department, has a group called CFIUS, Committee on Foreign Investment, and they've been reviewing TikTok for over a year at this point. And the New York Times reports that they've got a preliminary deal in place to allow TikTok to continue to operate. And frankly, I think this is a big IQ test for the administration, and it's sort of a, a pass-fail at this point. And in fact, you just had FBI Director Chris Wray testify last week in Congress and said that the FBI has serious national security concerns. So I don't see how the Biden administration can go forward and bless TikTok to continue to operate when you have the FBI, when you have Democrat Senator Mark Warner, chair of the Senate Intel Committee, saying that it is TikTok that scares the dickens out of him. But we may very well be heading towards that direction here. Um, Google Play Store, Apple App Store. I know you wrote a letter to both of them and said, drop, drop this. This is really bad for the country. They yeah, I mean, putting us. Putting aside the content of what's in this um, application, Google and Apple have very clear terms of service to stay in the App Store. And if data is being used for purposes that aren't being disclosed, or if data is traveling to countries and being accessed from countries without that being properly disclosed, there's precedent for Google and Apple to boot apps off the App Store for that reason. And so I wrote them a letter and said, look, in light of the national security concerns, in light of these clearly surreptitious data flows that we're now learning about, just apply the terms of your uh, app store policies and boot them from the app store. Um, of course, they didn't do that. And that's why it's you know, obviously highly ironic that there was at least the, the concern this week that Apple might take action against TikTok. Because, look, if, if you're pulling advertising dollars or pulling support in Apple's case, potentially from from Twitter, while keeping your support or expanding your advertising on TikTok, you are sending quite the signal about your brand value. Oh, I yeah. think it's very different than the one the one you think. One one last thing, um, because I've got something else I want to talk to you about. But uh, one last thing on this. You just kind of brushed over this, but I think it is critical. There was a new survey out that showed, I can't remember, six or eight out of ten children in uh, China want to be astronauts and want to be scientists. Um, here eight in 10 want to be social media uh, um, movers. Influencers. Yeah. Influencers, yeah. Yep. Uh, that, that's crazy. And part of that is because of TikTok. As you said, they're saying the same thing under a different name over in China. 
is encouraging people to do crazy great things and science and and knowledge and education and this same platform is programmed here to really make you as dumb as a box of rocks i don't think that's i don't think that's just oh really i didn't even notice that that's intentional yeah you're right i mean this is why i've, I've talked about tiktok as china's digital fentanyl because it's effectively, you know, a pipe directly from Beijing, from the CCP, uh, into the ears and eyes and minds of millions and millions of America's youth. And what they're being served is divisive content. It's, it's content that is, you know, increasing ADHD problems, uh, suicide ideations, body image issues. Um, this is what is being fed to us. And that's, that's deeply deeply concerning. And that's why I think, you know, it, it, it's incumbent on the Biden administration to, to step in and take some tough action here. Brendan Carr, FCC commissioner, if you don't mind, um, I need to take a one minute break because I'm I'm actually, you know, being funded by you know, <laughs> the private industry and market. But uh, take one minute. We'll be back with uh, Brendan Carr, FCC commissioner. Um, when you hear, hear the term free market, what uh, image appears in your mind? Now, let me give you a follow-up question. What image do you think your kids or kids, uh, your kids' age think of when they hear free market? Now, more than ever, it is really important that all of us do everything we can to make sure that our kids understand what the free market is. And we haven't been under a real free market in a very long time. This is uh, the reason why we're having so many problems is because this is a bastardization of the free market uh, with with uh, socialism. It's it's grotesque. Oh, let me add some cronyism in there as well. Um, Tuttle Twins is extending their amazing Cyber Monday deal. They're giving 50% of a discount off their free market curriculum designed uh, with activities for both younger and older kids. Tuttle Twins making learning easy, fun, economics fun and interesting. That's almost impossible. One of the reasons the Tuttle Twins have sold over 4 million copies is that they make it easy for kids and teens and parents to be able to learn and teach this stuff with the free market curriculum, your kids will be able to navigate things like inflation and how business and money work in the real world. So go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com, access this special deal, TuttleTwinsBeck.com for 50% off the free market economic curriculum. TuttleTwinsBeck.com, 10 seconds, station ID. So, Brendan, I have a, a philosophical question, um, and I'd, I'd like you, if you would, noodle this out. I, I tried to contact you a few weeks ago um, because I was presented with a story uh, of a book that was in a school library and being read to kids in school. And it was one of the most vile things I have ever read. And look, I've done this for 40 plus years i i know exactly what i can and can't say with the fcc okay and i've always understood those to be community standards etc etc um here's my here's my problem there are times when things need to be heard by the general public and i know we can go online and do it etc etc but why when we are a community standards based system if 
if you can teach it to my children and have it in the classroom, why can't I, a program that is aimed at adults and during the day when kids should be in school, why can't I read that book on the air? Well, you're right. Look, we still have in place at the FCC rules that apply to broadcast radio and broadcast television that regulate uh, profanity, indecency, uh, similar content like that. It obviously hasn't been enforced (laughs) very much uh, in the last few years, but they're still on the books. And so you're right. There is a point at which potentially uh, you reading things from uh, across the broadcast airwaves that may be found uh, in a library somewhere um, could have issues under the FCC's, you know, profanity and indecency regulations. Now, of course, there's, there's tends to be a newsworthy exception to a lot of that stuff. So you can cover issues and things like that. Um, but it, it's, it's a challenge. And some people say, you know, look, how do you generally square this pro speech, free speech view um, with that type of stuff? And I would say, look, what, <laughs> what we can speak of as, as adults and talk about freely is very different you know, then the content that should be, you know, stocked in the shelves of, uh, you know, school libraries for, for kindergartners. Yeah, my, my problem is, is this is a show that is based on information and opinion. You may not like it, but we we take it serious. We take our job seriously. We try to be responsible. I've always been responsible with the FCC. Um, and it's not a, uh, you know, a 1990s Howard Stern kind of thing, which we're way past that. This is this is being read to our students in many schools all across the country. And it is absolutely indecent. And I know it's indecent. But why do I get in trouble for exposing this indecency and the way to expose it is to make people understand by hearing it how unbelievably indecent it is. Yeah, look, I think we've gone a, a, a long way recently in trying to address this issue by doing what you're doing. You know, we've had instances where parents have tried to read uh, books from their, you know, again, kindergarten uh, library at uh, school board meetings, at city council meetings, and they've been shut down and said, we can't allow that content to be uh, spoken at these city council meetings yet. You know, there it is uh, in the, in the kids classroom. And so I do think there's been some progress in, in that. Now, look, from my perspective, I remember, you know, I, I growing up in high school, uh, the, the famous Eminem song, the, the FCC won't let me be. And it's quite ironic uh, after humming that song in, in high school that I've ended up uh, at the FCC, look, mm. we try to be very, you know, pro-free speech about this stuff, but this is an issue that that, that we're dealing with as a as a cultural matter right and now. And I would not have a problem if it were me possibly losing my license, uh, but I I lose the license. Anything I do could possibly jeopardize the license of every station in my chain. So there's no way right. that there's no way I'm going to put people out of work to prove this. What do you recommend? Right. Well, look, again, there's, you know, a newsworthy exception to uh, discussing some of this stuff. But, you know, look, if you think it's, it's, I mean, it could be good or bad, I don't know. But, you know, if it's close to the line, you know, there, there still are background indecency, profanity rules of the FCC. We do get complaints from right. time to time. I mean, we, we yeah. usually dismiss them or don't address in the main. But, yeah, you do potentially subject, subject yourself well, to FCC scrutiny in those cases. My problem is I had some of the best attorneys in Washington on free speech and FCC I've, oh, I've always had that. I have for 25 years. 
about three years ago, uh, they called. They also represent Google and Apple and Facebook. And uh, they dropped me in the middle of a case uh, as a client because it made their other clients uncomfortable and they had to make a choice. So I'm not sure if you will see me and my attorney at some point because, uh, you know, it's hard to get one if you have to have my opinion today. Brendan, thank you so much. I appreciate all that you do at the FCC. God bless. Appreciate it. Thank you. You bet. Brendan Carr, FCC Commissioner. Back in just a second. The Glenn Beck Program. You know, I, I'm not sure really what the case is. You know, if all dogs go to heaven, I'm a little skeptical because, uh, you know, my wife's dog. Uh, I mean, I don't even think she was a good Christian at all, you know. Anyway, either way, if you're a dog owner, you have to make sure that your dog has a long and healthy life uh, because there may not be an afterlife for dogs. I think there is, but and uh, you have to have, you know, many, many good years for them to repent. That's where Rough Greens comes in. It's not a dog food. It's a supplement that you sprinkle on the food. Dogs love it because it tastes amazing, but it has everything in it that they need. Vitamins, minerals, all the things that are going to contribute to a healthy life for them before they go over the, what is it, the rainbow bridge? Folks at Rough Greens are so confident that your dog is going to love it. They have a special deal for you. Roughgreens.com slash back. They're going to give you the first bag free. All you pay for is shipping. Just go to roughgreens.com slash back or call 833-GLEN-33. That's 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. Roughgreens.com slash back. Thus endeth the sermon. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. There, you'll get your subscription to Blaze TV for 10 bucks off. This is the Glenn Beck Program. What is indecency anymore? Sincerely, what is it? I think much of the stuff that is being poured into our school is absolutely indecent. Indecent. Um, And I think the majority of Americans agree with that. Now, I'm just thinking out loud here because I think this is impossible to do. We've been battling with this for a few weeks. There is a story, a book that came out. You might have read about it, but it went away pretty quickly. But this book is in many of the schools all across the country. And I'm talking grade schools. And it is absolutely indecent. Now, I, I don't want to swear on the air. I don't want to be indecent. I know this audience, and I know that... Um, one of the things they like about this program is we have, I mean, not the highest standards, but we, we have some standards. And so they know generally what to expect and in decency and even, you know, clinical descriptions of stuff are, are not things you come to this program for. Um, however, when this story first broke, I really thought I don't care about my FCC license anymore. Um, and this story has to be told. And then I immediately thought, oh, wait a minute. It's not just my license. It's every license of every talk radio show, uh, talk radio station 
that carries the show. And it's not only that they may not be they may not be fined. I think they would be. They wouldn't be fined alone because they carried this program each station separately. But also they all have to renew their license with the FCC. And if things continue to go the way they are, this could wipe out what 80, 85 percent of talk radio. They could just lose their license and 85 percent of the stations that do talk radio gone. They've tried to compete with conservative talk radio over the years and have right. failed over and over and over and over again. What better way to just kick them all off the air? Yeah. And, and they would do it. Mm-hmm. And they would absolutely do it. I, I, you know, I think we just had FCC Commissioner Brendan Carr on saying, you know, we have exceptions for, you know, newsworthy, yada, yeah. yada, yada. And by the rules, of course, that's true. And yeah. we would have a legal argument. But when when they went down this road, guess guess where the liberal people on these commissions would side? Yeah. When they had an opportunity to knock out all of conservative radio at the same time. Yeah. So it'd be a, it'd be uh, it'd be horrible. <laughs> I wish it was just I wish it was just me because I'll come up with some other way to talk to you. I mean, I don't want to do this by any stretch of the imagination. Um, because I have a great relationship and I believe in our local stations. I'm like, I don't want to get into this. I do a lot of things that no one else in radio does for local stations um, because I so believe in the power of radio and the power of local stations. We've got to beef them up and help them um, because the truth may only come from your local station and not from national even voices like mine at some point. Yeah, no, it's true. And, and of course, you don't, no one wants to uh, go down a road where I mean, you would be able to, to defend yourself. But when you're talking about 400 try, stations trying to do it at oh, the same time, I mean, a nightmare. They, they, and that's, we've talked and about even this if, w- with other issues. The, pr- the punishment is the process. Yes. Right? They put these stations through hell, uh, even if they knew they would lose at the end. Uh, if you know maybe a court would step up eventually and say okay guys obviously we have a freedom of press we have freedom of speech there's no way you can possibly do it doesn't matter that's a two years down the road that's a supreme court case after all these stations are half of them are shut down because they've been run uh, uh, you know through the ringer by the the left-wing establishment mm-hmm. who, whose goal is to make sure that they do not operate anymore mm-hmm. so i mean they, these stations already have enough uh, to yeah. deal with with, still, without that th- this is the one thing you have to always when you're standing up it has to be an individual thing yeah and invite others you can't impose your cause on others this is what the left does they just impose their cause on you well, no way. I, I might want to join your cause, but don't just don't just do it and claim I'm part of it. And that's what would happen if you do something like this. Yeah, this is like the mob, right? The mob, yeah. the mob says to someone who says, hey, you're owning your, you own that business. Well, you're going to pay us a protection fee. And then, and of course, this is if the mob exists, which it doesn't exist. Doesn't I was going to say, if it no. did exist, no. this, in the movies, no. this is what happens. This and does the not happen in real life. Thing, that None of that either. is real. No. But uh, if it were real, mm-hmm. you say, hey, you're going to pay us a protection fee. And they say, no, I'm standing up for my rights. And they say, okay, well, guess what? Um, you can be strong and you can be brave and you can maybe take a bullet if you have to. But just so you know, before that bullet that you take occurs, you're going to see your family get it. You're going to see everyone around you get it. 
that you're going to see them pay the price for mm-hmm. what you're doing. And Oof. that's how they come. They, when look we always say, like, why don't people stand up more? Well, they're thinking about their families. Yeah. Look at uh, look at uh, the Iranian soccer team. Yeah. They all sang the national anthem. You know why? Because their families, families were threatened. Were threatened yeah. Absolutely yeah. threatened by the Iranians. And I got news for you. When they get home, God only knows. Oh, what's gonna God happen. help them. God help them. I know. You remember what happened to the soccer team with... Uh, uh, where was it? Uh, Saddam Hussein? Yeah, Iraq, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he killed them all, didn't he? Or he killed a lot <laughs> Some of them. Some of them, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, uh, German police are now raiding uh, anyone who is a suspect on online hate speech. So we got that going for us. Uh, we have Senator Whitehouse. This is the, the, the Democrat from Rhode Island. He's a senator. He is he's trying his best to make sure that those 87,000 new IRS agents are, you know, put them into work uh, because he has now we have through FOIA requests uh, his letters to the IRS saying that uh, they need to pull the um, 501c3 status from all kinds of conservative outlets or anyone who is not obeying the mask policy. Uh, Charlie Kirk's organization was one of them. He specifically said they need to have their uh, 501c3 revoked. He was trying to make what happened with Lois Lerner into an industry. Remember Lois Lerner? She was the one who was just a low-level person, and she decided to take it on her own and and uh, hold back those 501c3 statuses mm. for, you know, Tea Party. Mm. Okay. And oh, she went free because she, I mean, everything happened to be erased, you know, on, on her server. I hate when so, that happens. That's the worst luck. Happened. Yeah. Well, so he is, he's actually in, in FOIA'd uh, uh, letters, he's actually sending them names. And saying this person should be targeted, this organization should be targeted to the IRS. That's a senator that is doing that. Mm. I mean, these guys are going to be remembered at Joseph McCarthy at some point. Um, also, while we're here, Twitter uh, yesterday they confirmed Elon Musk confirmed uh, that you know everybody who I don't know is alive could figure out that Twitter is um, uh, affecting elections and he is going to release all of the information about how Twitter affected the elections. Yeah, I was reading this story today and it made me think because we've joked and commented on why it why does the left hate Elon Musk so much all of a sudden? He legitimately here's a guy who's done more for what their view of global warming is. Than anybody than else. Than anyone else. And global warming, they say, is the greatest existential threat to humanity. Mm-hmm. Why on earth would they vilify this guy? Because they know mm. that global warming is not the threat. Yeah, first of all, it's, it shows exactly how they feel about global warming in yep. reality. The same thing revealed when we talk about nuclear power. They don't actually believe any of this. It's got, it's got nothing right. to do. It's got nothing to do with what, the, what the, the points that they're actually making. It's all about power. But beyond that. They know with Elon Musk in with access to everything that's gone on at Twitter, which he apparently now has, they know what they're going to look like. They have to turn the country against Elon Musk before this information comes out. I, I don't know why he's waiting 
to put this out. But well, I mean, I'm sure it takes time to gather. He's only run the. He's yeah, I also guess. got a company. I guess. He's also got like eight companies to run. He's got a. He's got a company that's tunneling under the earth and releasing flamethrowers and putting <laughs> chips in your brain and going to space. Yeah, he's, he's got a lot of this plate. He's a little yeah. busy. By the way, did you hear the Neuralink thing? It's coming in human testing now. Yeah, Th- this is, <laughs> gang. I know if you're a longtime listener, I know 20 years ago you thought I was just a babbling madman when I would talk to you about the singularity and talk to you about what tech was going to be like. Ten years ago, same thing. Five years ago, maybe you started going, I don't know. I mean, I guess people are talking about it. Two years ago, same thing. You need to understand the singularity. Because it's on our doorstep. And that is through Elon Musk and Neuralink. It's going to be heralded as a great thing. And believe me, as a father of a daughter who has had strokes, this would change her. It would make her probably whole. Because the problem with strokes is the pathways for information. If you think of the brain as a roadmap, there are bridges that are out. And so it takes longer for information to go from one place to another. And sometimes it can't get there at all. What Neuralink promises to do is to is to bridge from one part of the brain to the other part of the brain electronically. So that it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. And has the potential to be a miracle if it were to miracle people. If you had a stroke. You could go back, the promise or the hope is, back to where you were uh, before the stroke. Mm. Uh, I mean, that's, that's, that's a miracle. However, it also will connect to the Internet. And it is Elon Musk's way of saying, we've got to come up with something fast and cheap because this is what the left is going to do and people want to control. And there's got to be something out there that will be a good version of this, where if you want to learn Spanish, you just download it. I mean, it's very matrix. It's here. Don't dismiss this. Is, it's here. Is Neuralink the same as, as an AI? Because that, that's no, what it's he's the worried beginning. about. Yeah, okay. it's the beginning. No, but Neuralink's more of like health type reasons, isn't it? No, it's to digitize the brain. For health reasons. Okay. But that's step one. Mm. The other steps as it goes links you to the internet uh, so you can download and upload information. And remember, it's a pipe in your head. This is when the um, this is when the economic forum says, uh, yes, uh, we've lost some privacy. People know what I'm uh, doing, know where I am, know what I'm thinking, even what I'm dreaming, but it's all worth it. Okay. That's what they mean because you will be able, the government or these institutions or whatever will be able to go into your head and know what you're thinking because you're using the backbone of the internet to think and research. And it can go into your head and retrieve dreams. It's extraordinarily dangerous. And think of the targeted advertising uses for this. Like every time I think about Taco Bell, I get a coupon from Taco Bell. (laughs) Or all the times you don't think about Taco Bell 
and get your thinking <laughs> yeah. about Taco Bell. Oh, there can't be more times I'm thinking about Taco Bell. That's not possible. If you're like most Americans, have you heard what McDonald's is doing? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I want one. Cart. I want one. Yes. Anyway, if you're like most Americans, you could probably spend a significant amount of your time just thinking about how to make more money or at least save more money back more than you currently do. Nothing is wrong with that. It's good to be aware how your financial house is holding up and especially about the business of trying to make it more secure, especially in this economy. This is where you need to give American Financing a call. If you own a home, let one of their dedicated mortgage specialists help you examine your options. Right now, you could literally be saving hundreds of dollars per month, maybe as much as a thousand what would you do with an extra 12 grand per year? What could you pay off with an extra 12 grand a year? For over two decades, American Financing has been helping people just like you find ways to make their finances work for them. Call American Financing at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Glenn Beck. Join the conversation, 888-727-BECK. So, I want to talk to you a little bit about this rail strike, and I don't know about you, but... I mean, I'm not passionate about right either side um however however i i do think I i'm mean, worried about the consequences of it yeah well i'm also i i think i'm actually if if it is as it's presented which i don't believe anything anymore but if it is as it's presented these train camp companies can't let their employees have a few extra days for sick leave yeah i'm sure it's more complicated I mean, than that. i'm sure it is, is too that but... is the story from the media though correct oh they just don't want him to have a sick day I, yeah and they, they interviewed a guy who was like oh, i'm at home with the flu and i have to use vacation time and it's like all right look obviously like that shouldn't be the way it is is that the only issue though yeah. really so anyway so i so i'm not passionate about it because i don't believe either side um however a couple of things one the media said joe biden solved this right before the election yeah so he got all the election benefits right. pre-election benefits of solving this crisis right. and then we found out later oh well yeah no well, that we, wasn't real we actually knew everybody in the media knew but only sources like us said mm. he didn't solve it he just passed the buck and it'll happen in in december um the the other thing that is uh quite concerning on this is mr most uh uh, biggest union, union support, p- p- supporter uh, of any president in the history of the United States. He also bails out the railroads all the time. Okay, so government money is going to the business of railroad as well. He can't get a few sick days. This guy is toothless, either absolutely incompetent toothless. or something else is going on. Uh, yeah, and the media again, the biggest problem. Because you don't know what a rail strike would do to you and the, the country back in quick fashion. Stu, I'm starting his fitness equipment. Okay. You are. I must be dying. I must be dying. Uh, what? Because you're actually exercising? Yes. You just oh my gosh! It's the next thing is Glenn, death. Exercise is good for you. It doesn't cause no, your death. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. But anyway, that's the hype around. 
get fit. Uh, <laughs> Echelon, uh, Echelon Fitness is the way to get fit. Uh, you know, that you can spend a lot more money on machines to work out on, you know, bikes, uh, stationary bikes, smart, uh, smart rowers, sleek fitness, you know, with the screens and all of that. You can spend a ton of money or you can go to Echelon uh, Fit and you can get their machines. And right now you can get a 24 month membership um, for a limited time. You can get a free bike or a free rowing machine with a 24 month membership. Get your free bike or rower right now. Just text back. 81818. I mean, if you got one of these, it'd be a great Christmas present, maybe even to yourself. Text Beck 81818 to get your free bike or free rowing machine now. Do it now. Message and data rates may apply. tell you there's some science news that is absolutely mind-boggling that is out today i want to just take a break and and just show you a glimpse of what we're dealing with and uh, what's coming our way we do that in 60 seconds you ever find yourself just waiting for the other shoe to drop sometimes i do yeah sometimes uh not a good place to be in the next crisis is right around the corner it's there there's always something This is to remind you how important it is to have a supply of emergency food. The best place to get that is from My Patriot Supply. We were just talking about the railroad strike. Congress just passed a bill to force the unions to accept this this deal. Uh, It's going to go to the Senate. Bernie Sanders says he's going to stop it. I doubt he will. However, if he did, really bad, really bad things. You can't have a rail strike now. It would shut the economy down. How do you get your food? It's not shipped in first on rail, then in trucks. My Patriot Supply is there. May I highly recommend that we are so unstable now as a planet that it would be good to have, you know, four weeks emergency food. Right now you can save 25% on each four-week emergency food kit you need. You'll get at least one for each member of your family. Getting the food doesn't mean you're losing hope. It means you're eliminating the fear and seeing your family suffer. Once you have that out of the way, you don't worry about things. You will regret it. Please go to preparewithglenn.com. That's preparewithglenn.com. Do it now. Preparewithglenn.com. So, Stu, there are two stories that I barely understand. Let me start with the one that I really am a little foggy on. Um, For any mammal, the loss of the Y chromosome should mean the loss of males and the demise of the species. However, the Amami 
spiny rat manages without a Y chromosome and has uh, puzzled biologists for decades. Now, a Japanese scientist and her colleagues have shown that one of the rat's normal chromosomes effectively evolved into a new male sex chromosome. Now, I hate to get all sciencey because I don't know how these rats identify. I don't oh, know no. any of their pronouns or anything else. So w- the reason why this is um, this is uh, important is because the Y chromosome seems to be uh, getting weaker and weaker, and uh, in a lot of mammals, including man. Hmm. And once you lose the Y. Uh, then what happens? You've only got females, uh, end of the species. So that's why they're they're looking into this because they believe that we are headed for the same kind of thing. Which end of the species? Yeah, I mean, you, I guess think of just all the car accidents. I mean, oh my gosh, only women drivers? It would yeah. be crazy. Yeah. Oh my gosh, and women presidents and CEOs? Oh gosh, oh, yeah, just shut the thing down. Lord, you know? please come now. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> So, <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> that was largely just to piss off Sarah in the other room. Oh, it is. Uh, <laughs> uh, largely. 100%. <laughs> and, of course, the fact that it's true. Right. Uh, so the next story is a quantum computer has simulated, simulated a wormhole for the first time. Now, do you know what a wormhole is? It's, it's a space thing. It's like a yeah. sciencey space thing. Okay. So mm-hmm. it's like you take a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. And you fold it in half, then you, uh, I think, fold it again. Okay. And you put a little hole in it, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, you would see that there would be two holes in the piece of paper after yeah. you, if you Looks open like it up. Looks like a mask okay? right, with yeah. your eye holes. In fact, it's almost the perfect mask. Okay. So, and probably Fauci would have me wear this. Anyway, um, so a wormhole is a way to collapse the distance in between those two holes, okay, mm-hmm. in space. Mm-hmm. And then they are right. You go through one hole and you're right there because they're next to each other. Right. Instantly. If if space is folded. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's the idea of a wormhole. You could travel great distances through that quickly. So this has just been a theory. Scientists with a quantum computer have just simulated a wormhole for the very first time. Now, it gets very complex because they say it was a holographic, but it's not exactly a holograph. Uh, it's they're just they, they just simplified uh, things by taking gravity out of the equation, which gets into Einstein and theory of relativity. So they had to have something that would take gravity out um, and see if they could uh, simulate this. Well, they did. And what this means is you could have without any wires, cables, Wi-Fi, nothing, you can take something digitally and send it from, let's say, my desk to a desk in London, and it would exist in both places. And you could close one of the doors, and it would either come back to me and only be here, or I could close my door, and it would be in London. They just did this. This changes everything. This changes everything. This is, you remember Einstein when he was, they talked to him about quantum physics. 
he said, God doesn't play dice, meaning there is no super uh, there's no super position of uh, of a molecule or a, I don't even know of a, of a qubit. They're now called. It can't be both positive and negative. It can't be both one and a zero. Mm. But quantum says, yes, it can. That led him to say, God doesn't play dice. It doesn't work that way. Remember, the theory of relativity is only a theory. It's the best theory we have on how things work. Quantum comes up and says, I don't think the basic soup, I don't think it really goes with any of those physics. I think it breaks down at some point and starts behaving completely illogically. This shows that uh, Einstein may have been wrong. Maybe God is playing dice. This, 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 the, the things that we have on the horizon are so groundbreaking and just quantum computing. Dude, all I, of this stuff will change life in ways we, it's like we're standing in the 1200s and trying to imagine today. But it's going to happen in the next 50 years. Do, do we have any idea where this would end up? Like, what, what, would, what would be the end game of this type of technology if it if The it biggest thing with quantum computing is you will, you will probably solve cancer in a week. You will solve these problems that cannot be solved because it can model a million different things all at the same time. So remember, Einstein, um, uh, Edison said, you know, I didn't find a... Uh, I didn't fail a thousand times. I found a thousand ways the light bulb doesn't work. That will, you'll only fail. You'll fail and succeed one time because you'll try all of the combinations all at once. Hmm. And you'll have the answer. It feels like there are so many things right now on the fringes of science, like where we are really where scientists are, are are playing right they're they're at the the very edges of understanding where they can go but see the path forward you know some of these problems like this one are just beginning to be solved and there's so many different directions whether it's you know we talked about the singularity or or whether it's uh, quantum computing or all sorts of different technologies that it feels like one of these is going to hit in a way that totally changes the world almost so, immediately. But in, in a way, let, let's look at the telephone for a minute. Put yourself back at Alexander Graham Bell's time. Mm -hmm. Alexander Graham Bell comes up with it and people think, oh, this is great. Look at this. But nobody's going to have a telephone for a long time. Yeah, they, they and, say about everything. Yeah. And they think, oh, well, I'll, about just, electricity. Right, I'll just go to, you know, the town square that will have a telephone and I'll be able to call you know, Washington, if I needed to talk to the president because it was an emergency, mm -hmm. they were thinking like that. They would have never thought, think of the phone today. It's no longer cordless. I mean, it's no longer corded. Right. It, it, it doesn't no work with, uh, with, with, uh, with wires. It doesn't, it, it's a television. It's a camera. It, I mean. It's no longer really even for phone conversations. Right. right? I mean, it's a, and that's, I, I think, a really interesting example of how this goes. It, you think about the singularity for a second, right? Singularity being, eventually we merge with machines. Tell me if this is a terrible description, but yeah. my very terrible understanding of it. Eventually we merge with computers where we are able to access information 
instantly because we have maybe a chip in our head or whatever that allows us uh, right and we we also have uh nanobot technology in us in our bloodstream Mm -hmm. that is keeping you alive you don't have to take medicine anymore the nanobots are programmed to take care of your body and it repairs itself through technology which is connected to ai a giant machine outside of your body right so uh, you're one with ai you're mm-hmm. one with machines you're you're a hybrid person who, who is that's the, the singularity that's the singularity so if you think about let's just say for information purposes you want to get an answer about something in in this world of the singularity you want to you know know who was uh you know the, the president of france in 2004 right you, it would instantly, you'd be able to access that information instantly inside your brain, basically. Yeah, right now you, you know. have to go to to Google, open mm-hmm. up Google, mm-hmm. and type in your question. Right. The singularity, the way it would be imagined to be used at its highest level would, oh, who was the president of France? Oh, it was uh, so-and-so. Right. Okay. You know, the minute you think it, the answer is there. Right. Because you're connected to everything. But in a way... What you're describing is essentially the same process, just faster, right? Yes. You are, right now, we have crossed a line to the point where, when we used to do, when we talked about this on, on radio terms before, the radio used to be really fun because what you'd be able to do is come on the air and you'd say, oh, what was that movie with Corey Haim? Remember this? He was a guy and he... And he would go, do you remember, there's two Corys in it. What was that movie? And every, and then people would call in. They'd say, oh, it was Goonies. No, no, it wasn't Goonies. It was, and you go through this yeah. whole thing. And you could do shower hours on this. And people would reminisce about these memories and think about these things and try to figure them out. And now that's all dead because everyone just goes, oh, Corey Haim, types it in and looks at his IMDb page and knows the answer in five seconds, right? Correct. And so... We and have, wait, 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 before you move on from yeah. there, what has that also done to our memory? Right. Terrible. Okay? It's worse. You don't even think about, I have to store that, or I remember, what's his name? Oh, I remember we were sitting in a room and it was uh, so-and-so that said, right. okay, you don't, you don't do, do that. that. You so d- your memory is weakened. I see it with my kids. Yep. When they want answers from things, they're like, uh, who's, you know, uh, what was the score of, the-? they just ask elect. The person, the dumb device that I won't screw all the people uh, by saying the name, but they they'll ask the device, you know, without trying to to think about it for an hour. They just they know the answers there, and that's the same concept of what the singularity could theoretically Correct. become, right? So we so imagine, imagine if you're going to Italy and you want translation, you'll right. be able to understand them instantly because mm-hmm. it'll be there. The translator will be inside of you. You'll probably butcher it because it requires your physical use of your mouth, but it will. you will know how that is supposed to be said, and you'll say it. But once that information is gone, you can't communicate in that language anymore. If you're cut off, right. you know, you, there's no memory of it. There's yeah. memory that you did it, but there's no memory, there's no muscle memory, there's nothing and this gets to the, the point that, you know, think about being deplatformed now. What does that mean? Oh, I lose my Twitter account. What does it mean if if the singularity exists and you're deplatformed from all of this knowledge that everyone else can access immediately? Oh, no, Ray Kurzweil said that would never. That happen. would never happen. That would never happen. So, okay. So Why that's, would we do that? That's a whole totally different road. But when we think about the innovations that happen when these things kick in, 
we could talk about Alexander Graham Bell, but go back just a decade, right? Before, go back to 2008, right? Before the iPhone. Before the iPhone. We've gone from literally no one having these things, or maybe just for occasional phone calls, to the era where everyone expects to have is on these things five six hours a day we we that is the merging of man and machine it already it's already happening on the air i said to you in the 90s that networks and watching shows is not it's not going to be thursday night at eight o'clock it'll just you just will log on and download it and you'll have all the episodes that you want and that seemed completely insane insane in the 90s yeah and here we are. We all now expect Nobody it as normal. Nobody watches TV. And, and really put very little thought into uh, what it means or well, how. Now, wait a minute. Right? You sound like you're starting to make a point uh, on this. Yeah. You know, well, hang on. I just want to live uh, in my fantasy world here for a second okay. and not think about that. Give me a minute, will you? Goldline, I want to make sure you know about the perils of our current financial situation. If you use history as a tool, look back and learn from history with the hope that maybe we can prevent the disaster from striking again. Now, I don't think we can prevent the disaster, but we can uh, do everything in our power to lessen its impact on us as individuals. Please, I do not ever want you to take my... Did you just hear the science lesson I gave? Don't ever take my, my word as gospel. I want you to do your own homework, but I want you to do it. Please, call, call Goldline today and find out... Uh, why I invest in uh, gold and silver before the big boating accident where I lost it all. Um, but uh, why I invest, why I buy old coins. They have, you know, brand new coins. They also sell old ones. I buy the old ones. Find out from Goldline if it's right for you, please. Even if you have very little money, uh, silver is going to be really, probably really good. And And as your dollar just sits in the bank, or you're just cashing your check, anything that you have saved, anything will become worth less and less until it's worthless. Every box of historic graded $5 gold Indians, you're going to receive 20 of the one ounce silver buffalo rounds at no additional cost. That's 20 ounces of free silver with every qualifying order. In addition to that, qualifying orders will receive a personally signed copy of my famous Christmas story, The Immortal Nicholas. Get them both right now. Call Goldline, 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Okay, so we've changed now our the way we live over the past decade, basically. 12 years, yeah. 14 years. Yeah, and... To where you can't live without the phone. Smartphones, right? Like it's, it's almost impossible. Mm-hmm. People basically don't do it. And what we found, and the research is coming out now, what we found, as what has happened in this period, is that people are spending much less time with each other, with each other, with their friends, much less. The last study came out, and it, it, the, the, I found this to be an incredible number. That just over, you know, it's people had sort of slowly, maybe the time they were spending with their friends had dropped off a little bit before iPhones mm-hmm, and such. Mm-hmm. But since then, the the number is 10 hours a week less with friends. 
10 hours I think a it's, week. I think it's more than that with teenagers. I bet it is. I bet it's even it's, more. Because it's, I mean. They don't even, they don't no, want to hang out with each other. They sit next to each other and are on the phone texting one another. Yeah. They don't, I mean, even they're even alone when they're together. Right, right. Even when they're spending time together, yeah. they're on their phones half the time. And it's like, you take that, that's a massive change. It had been consistent for like a century in this data. Going back, you know, decades and decades and decades, people basically spent about the same amount of time with their friends over an incredible amount of time. And then all of a sudden, like a decade ago, it just starts tanking. And what does that do to society? People are, are alone. They are lonely. Depressed. They have less of a connection with their fellow man. They are depressed. And all suicidal much more often. See, this is the problem that we have not had. And this, I mean, Stu, how long have I said this? We have to have philosophical discussions now. Mm -hmm. I've been saying that for 10, 15 years now because it's going to there's going to come a time. Remember when they said when Ronald Reagan said there's going to come a time when there's no good options on the table and we're going to be in debt. and They'll start to inflate the money and it'll be over. Got to take care of it now. I'm telling you, within five years, if we don't have these intellectual philosophical conversations, we're screwed. We're screwed because the things that are on the horizon will force you to redefine what life is or stick with what you know today, mm. which will be outdated and dusty. The, the basic questions of life itself and humanity and decency and what is a slave what is free choice free choice by 2030 not as a concept but as a realistic uh fact of life that you still make your decisions okay even you know I, the way i go into prison and what i'm thinking and feeling they'll never take that away that will be gone by 2030 we better Look ahead and say, which way do we want to go? Because right now we're having giant corporations that are only in it for the money, governments who are only in it for power, laying this road right in front of us. And we're all like, yeah, that's great. Hey, what's on TikTok? Back in a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. So Michael wrote in about his experience with Relief Factor. He says, Relief Factor helped to almost completely eliminate my elbow pain when I couldn't find any other solution. It's a great product. It's helped me with a lot of other aches and pains. And since I started Relief Factor, I feel like I have more energy. Generally, I feel better. So thank you. Thank you for a great product. Michael, thank you for writing in. Relief Factor um, was developed for doc by doctors to be able to reduce your pain through inflammation and not drug you out. It's a major source of almost all of our pain and almost all of our problems in our body come from inflammation. So relief factor has four key ingredients that each work together with your body as it fights against the ex uh, the uh, effects of aging exercise and everyday living. I want you to get the uh, three-week quick start. 70% of the people who try this and take us directed go on to order more m month after month. I'm one of them, and I didn't think it would work for me. Relief Factor. ReliefFactor.com. 800, the number four, Relief. 
relieffactor.com or 800-4-RELIEF. Get the three-week quick start. Do it now and feel the difference. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn before the singularity gets to you. Use the promo code Glenn. Save 10 bucks. <laughs> yeah, I know. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. So glad that you're here. I'm doing a podcast today that is going to be a, a don't miss. Um, there has been a spike in the number. You know, Stu, you were just talking about all these things are changing and we are not discussing the, the change. We're just accepting it. And then we see the changes in our family. We see depression go up and we know what's causing loneliness, depression, comparing themselves to mm. others. We know what it is, but very few are willing to say, get it out of the house. Yeah, very, it's, very few. I don't know of anything like that. Maybe television, but television was not nearly as destructive uh, as this. Would you agree with that? I 100% agree with this. 100% yes. agree. And for some reason, even the zealots against this stuff, I'm not a technophobe. No. I'm not a, a Luddite. I believe in all of this stuff, and I believe it can be used as good, but it has been spun so far out of control that it's destroying us. It's destroying mm -hmm. us. And nobody's really having that conversation in a logical way. Yeah, and we should also point out, especially for young people, one oh. of the main things hitting them, not is not just the phone, but what's on it, that oh, comes yeah. directly from the Chinese Communist Party, by <laughs> the way. Right. But also the things like th there is a reason why um, five years ago, 15,000 children between the ages of six and 17 were diagnosed with gender dysphoria. Last year, there were 42,000. And those are just the ones that have been officially diagnosed. Okay, so five years ago, 15,000. Now, 42,000. 20% of the population of uh, millennials is now identifying as other. So they're either gay, binary, uh, you know, a, a furry, or whatever. <laughs> right. Okay? A, a pup 20, handler. Mm -hmm. A pup handler mm -hmm. who actually works in the White House. But anyway, um, he... <laughs> You have 20% of the next generation. What's causing that? Right. Obviously, that. I mean, right. Exactly. What is causing it? Because it's not uh, that suddenly all these people have changed, like changed. It's, it's obviously outside influence. I mean, they, people call it social contagion. Uh, there's a bunch of different ways you can look at it. But it certainly has, the, it's moving so quickly and so ridiculously that it's, it obviously has to do with technology and the things surrounding the influences that brings into your kid's life. So my youngest daughter had a conversation with me, and this is the reason I'm doing this podcast. Um, I'm personally doing it. I think it's fascinating for everybody, mm. but I'm personally doing because I want to understand uh, compassionate care. We brought in a, uh, a woman who is uh, considered herself to be transgendered. Um, and she went through surgery and everything else, had her breasts removed, everything. Mm. Now she's 18 and she's like, good heavens, what have I done? What have I done? 
she wants to be a woman, but she can't. She can't go back. And um, this is happening a lot. She was fine. She gets an iPhone, I think, at 11, 11 years old. Within a couple of years, she's transgender. She's convinced of it, that she's in the wrong body. She's a man. Okay. Mm. They let our society is pushing this and the doctors are pushing for the surgery mutilation of people last night underage last night she flew into town one of our uh, our bookers sarah who god bless her for all the work she does uh it's like 11 30 at night she's called she has to find another hotel because this hotel won't let him her in uh, why so, hatred right I right mean, hatred. They, that we won't allow your kind it is it's texas, texas after all yeah no it's that this hotel chain has a policy that until you're 21 you can't book a hotel room you're not adult enough to stay in a hotel room by yourself you have to be at least 21 so the girl who could become a boy and have dramatic, traumatic surgery couldn't stay at that hotel. We had to find a hotel that would allow her to stay. Incredible. You that can't is, rent a car. You can't nuts. you can't uh, you can't drink. You can't uh, you can't do any of these things, but you are allowed to have surgery irre- that's irreversible. That will, I mean, as she, I believe, is going to attest to, just hurting and destroying your life. Oh, she is. I mean, that's absolutely she, incomprehensible. I have so much sympathy for her. So this conversation I had with my daughter, mm. um, and this is my 16-year-old, and brainwashed. I mean, this happened in my family. And so you know, in my family, I mean, you've been around, we, A, joke really hard with each other. Yeah. Um, and there are, there are no limits in our own family. There's no limits on jokes. We just go for (laughs) it. Oh yeah, that's definitely true. Um, yeah. (laughs) And, uh, and we also talk about everything. Mm -hmm. And so they're very well aware. And my daughter said, um, dad, she's a he. And I said, no, she claims to be a he, but she's not a he. And we were talking about somebody young. Okay. And I said, you can't just call yourself something and become it. And there is science involved. Remember, follow the science. This is science. A woman can have a baby. A man cannot. A man who claims he's a woman cannot have a baby. A woman who claims she's a man can have a baby. Okay? But just because you claim doesn't make you mm-hmm. that thing. And she said, and I don't mean that thing like, you know, that right. thing. What, I mean, that that whatever it is whatever you're, it claiming, is you're I'm claiming, I'm a bear, right. I'm a deer, I'm a shoehorn. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make you that. Okay. And she said, where is your compassion? And I said, where is my compassion? Mm. What do you, what do you, what are you talking where, where is my compassion? What are you talking about? And is she needling you here? No, she was sincere. Mm. She's really 
a sensitive soul yeah. and she feels people's pain. It's a great quality, but sure. she needs to be, you know, she's not at the point yet to where um, she can separate compassion uh, from reality, from right. reality right. and making sure that you're compassionate and you're still doing the right thing that's good for the individual and society. Yeah, truth, okay. uh, you know, doesn't always have empathy. It yeah. doesn't mean you can't have empathy as well. That's what I said But you still to need her. to acknowledge the truth. We, we talked about, and that's why I brought up the science part. I said, honey, the truth might be cold. Science is cold. Um, empathy is so warm. But there comes a time when you have to mix the two and you have to find your way. Where is that edge? So one of the things I want to ask for her, uh, it, was, this, was this compassionate care when you were 14 years, 15 years old? Yeah, affirming care. Glenn. Yeah. Mm. Was this affirming care? And what would, what would compassionate care look like? What do you wish that somebody would have stood up and went, no, 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 no. Or yes, yes, yes. Or whatever. What should people have done? Hmm. What would have made a difference? Because, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously, treating people terribly is not going to work. Calling them names is not going to no. work. No. It, nothing it's... works unless you... And, and this is what I really, I really dislike um, from some Christians. Uh, some Christians are like, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go meet that person and... Uh, you know, let's talk to them, befriend them, and then they'll come to Christ. What? Stop. Well, Just, I mean, you said that in a scary voice. I mean, the idea of befriending someone and bringing them to Christ. Befriending someone is different. Right, right. Befriending someone is different. You can't. You, You're saying it's you, you an illicit way. Like, well, yeah, you don't want to. My goal is to bring you to Christ, so I'll be your friend. No, I'll be your friend. And maybe, maybe right. you'll see that your life is has all kinds of problems that my faith solves can help right it can be and can help part of a friendship it's right. a, it's not like you it's it's like saying uh, i want to be friends with you because i've got a new multi-level marketing uh, berry scheme where Correct. i want to sell, send you Correct. some berry juice and if i choose not to become you know a, a berry juice berry salesman, juice salesman uh, then i'm no longer your friend right that's that's, that's the problem right, the right way to um so but if you love the person and you know, I, I just had this realization. My, my, uh, oof. my, my family is just way under attack right now. And, uh, I told my, uh, I told my son a couple of weeks ago, you know, the problem with children. And he was like, <laughs> no. And I said, the problem with children is as a parent, you can never stop loving them. <laughs> and he went, what? And I said, you'll understand someday. And he, and he will. Yeah, and he will. You, no matter what, mm -hmm. you cannot stop loving them. You can try, but you really love your, I mean, maybe they're a murderer, but you really, He's, and they murdered your wife mm -hmm. and you loved her. There's a lot of caveats here, but uh, you just don't stop loving your children. You might be pissed at them. You might be angry. You might be really like, I don't want to see you right now, but you will always love them. And that's how that's how God works. God works in C stands there and he's just like, don't do that. Don't do that. No, no, no. When you do that, this consequence is going to come from that. And then you do it. And he's like, 
shouldn't have done that. <laughs> and he's not mad at you. He hurts for you. Why would you do that? That is, this is only going to cause you so many more. Stop making the same decision. No, no, stop making that decision. No, no it's going to hurt more. Stop making that decision. Okay, all right. And once you get it, he's there and loves you. That's how we need to be with, with everybody. Okay, don't, 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 no, no, don't, don't do that. It's really, it's not that hard. It's really, it's, it's pretty easy if you just, no, okay, don't, okay, you just did that. All right, okay. Yeah, it's about, too, what works, right? Like, what, what can make a situation like you're talking about, a teenager that goes through some sort of social media conversion to be, you know, to believe that they're transgender and goes through terrible, uh, painful, uh, you know, surgeries and all these things, how do you how do you stop that from happening? It's like the fetus truck people. You know, every time every year at the Super Bowl, the fetus truck drives by, and it drives by, and it's got a b- b- bunch of giant pictures pictures of fetuses that have been you yeah, know, di- you know, doesn't work, disemboweled on the side, and it's like it looks awful. And ever I recognize that that's <laughs> part of why abortion is bad, but it doesn't change minds. It's just people go, oh, look at that jerk in the fetus truck. Rafe and I went to a Cowboys game, okay, just a couple of weeks ago. And this guy was standing in front of the stadium mm-hmm. with a big, you know, speaker and microphone. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. And he was like, you don't turn to Christ right now. Yeah. You're going to hell. Yeah. You will burn in the fires of hell. And I said, Rafe, all the time. wow, I really want to go to church right now. Don't you? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. You have to love people and have compassion for them and then just quietly state the truth. I'm not going to go there. That, that's this is going to hurt if you do this. And Don't do this. A lot of times, people think, "Well, if I'm yelling uh, with the microphone off of the fetus truck, like <laughs> I, in some ways, because you you feel uh, j- so justified in a in a correct position here, uh, that it feels good for you." And a lot of times, you're doing those things because it feels good to you to yep. be able to be on the right side of this issue. If your goal is actually to help other people recognize what might be very very true in these important circumstances. You have to think about approach. You, you just just being a badass and coming out and saying the most the most difficult things and screaming at people in their faces isn't always the best solution. Okay, um, that uh, podcast, by the way, is going to be released tonight. I'm going to do it here in just a little while, and then you'll get it if you're a Blaze subscriber. Otherwise, you can get it on Saturday with uh, the podcast. Um, Thanksgiving, Black Friday, behind us now, which means it's officially time for the holidays. Ah, Christmas music is playing in my house. How about you? Right now, Legacy Box has the Cyber Monday event that is still going on. You can save 65% off of digitizing all of your old videotapes and photos. This, this is the best deal by far of the year. Millions of people have trusted Legacy Box with the preservation of their family's recorded moments. I'm one of them. We have to, all of us, engage in saving history. This is a way you can do it. Legacy box in stock, ready to ship out. You don't have to send them in right away. You just get the box. You will save the 65% off because you bought the box during Cyber Week. You can give it as a Christmas gift. You can do it sometime next year and send it in and you'll save. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Beck right now. Save your old videos, your family pictures, LegacyBox.com slash Beck. The Glenn Beck Program.
Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're just playing this uh, music because uh, I really want to hack the mullahs off by playing Christmas music uh, and then uh, talking about uh, the uh, the team from Iran and their families. And I, I wonder if we'll ever find out what happened to them when they got home. Can you imagine going back home knowing that you were defeated by the great Satan and, you know, in the eyes of the authorities. And you didn't you didn't want to mess up at all because your your family was under threat of you better sing the national anthem and be patriotic. Otherwise, we torture your family. Oh, my gosh. I can't imagine it. I also think we that's for that reason, we should have thrown the match and let Iran win. And, and I have to tell you, it because was, I don't care about soccer, and so I don't have any negative consequences from that at all. I tell you, I followed that. It was great to just tie with the Brits. Mm. I loved a, a no, frisky no, no. zero zero tie. I know, I know. I didn't, I didn't it. watch it, but it, it kind of felt good that you know here we are, the losers of soccer in the world. And we're like, oh yeah, oh you tied, oh you <laughs> lost to us. I mean it was. It's not exactly, you know, the miracle on the ice. No. But, I mean, it was maybe the miracle on the way to the mailbox. (laughs) The Glenn Beck Program.